Hello, this is Zaya Brookside, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio with my beekeeper, my bee, my best, my best mate in the studio today. Uh, Michael Vergara. One of one in the studio. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? Michael Vergara. Michael Vergara. Um, I'm all right, man. Uh, glad to be here on the B Show. It's, I know it's been quite some time since we've actually done one show of these in general. Yes, show. But <laughs> a one show. Of, one of these in general. No, come on. It's not a show. It's the B Show, Corey. Um, yeah, I just think this will probably be kind of a kind of a bit of a weirder episode, a little bit like more lax, um, just a there's a lot of stuff going on. I think we didn't even catch up on this week yeah. that we need to like follow up on because you know, like we would have talked about it in the raw. You know, me and Jose talked about some stuff in the raw review, but we didn't have a smack it, so we couldn't talk about news that day. And then we had the Moxley podcast come out. Yeah, and then we still had to. You guys talked a little bit about Double or Nothing or any of that stuff. A little bit, you know. Yeah, we we, we didn't fully go through the card, but um, yeah. So just uh, might as well just like not beat around the bush. Now, I don't think neither of us watched any of the NXTs this week, but we know like what the takeover card is. We know it's this Saturday. Damn we might Michael, just. I was gonna fake it. I was just gonna be like, yeah, no, NXT this week is great. You know, Velveteen. I'm. I actually kind of do. Breeze. I actually do kind of want to watch the Drew Gulak uh, Kushida match uh, here. That's, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. That sounds like uh, kind of a whopper of a match. Um, but yeah, I think really it's. I want to say this this week has just been more of just a vindication oh, of some sorts because like a war has started. I wouldn't necessarily say war, but the, there were, there were certainly shots fired. You know, hey. there's there are people like you know say WWE is like a, this piece of land, like submarines around that the sea surrounding that land. They are just entering those charted territories, and they have just shot some torpedoes at a, at a couple things. They exploded. I think, you know, I mean, bro. I think you're being worked, bro. I think it's all a work. You know, I mean, you just you you put it all together. It's all they're all in bed together. Don't let's, worry. Let's not even dignify that. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. But, but guys, before we talk about AEW, Double or Nothing, John Moxley, and all that, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR Four and Five Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio for all of our our wonderful shows: Raw, The Raw Review, uh, SmackDown, uh, or Smack It. Sorry. I'm all over the place. Smack it. The SmackDown Live recap and review show and this show, The B Show. You know, we also have, you know, predictions. Today we're going to talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver 25. Yeah. The first NXT with uh, TakeOver with a number. Makes it feel old. Yeah, it really does. You know, it really... Like, I don't want to put numbers on it. It just makes... I mean, even though 25 is not a bad age. It makes me know? feel like NXT is like... Um, or NXT TakeOver is like the little puppy dog. Compared to like WrestleMania now, it's puppy dog. I mean, because if, like if, the dog if, if NXT Takeover is a puppy dog. What I think, I think WrestleMania is like the the rescue dog that's just so beat up and just has we still a, love a, him. very much long in the tooth. We still we still love yeah. him. Like he's just stand, he's just like sitting there in the corner, just like he always pisses on the blanket. But you know, yeah. And guys, like I said, subscribe to all of our shows, uh, soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio. Don't forget to buy a t-shirt, brownbutterwrestling.com slash cwr.html. Uh, sizes range from X small to 4XL. And join the City Wrestling Radio Army. Uh, because like I said, there is a war to be had and we need recruitment. So pay us money for a t-shirt. Because, hey, it helps the show. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, there should be a new design coming up soon. New, new, new design for those East Bay baseball fans, you know. Um, not necessarily based on any 
team in particular, but you know, little yellow and green design I got going on, um, guys. It should be up there soon. I don't oh. know. I gotta contact the store about that. But guys, like I said, brownbutterwrestling.com slash cwr.html. Let's get into it, shall we? Just talk about a little double or nothing AEW, a little John Mo- Jonathan Moxley. Let's. I think we should start with the John Moxley thing because this was. I feel like this was like pretty much the biggest thing to come out of wrestling this entire week bigger than any raw bigger than any smackdown you hell probably even bigger Nah, not as big as double or nothing but uh um, no you know you know the number of the buy rate it did no what like was around it? 10 grand which is like really good for a paper for a 50 dollars, 60 dollar nice, pay-per-view nice, yeah. in 2019 and most of it was from uh mm-hmm. they said from the uk i heard um, which it is a little bit cheaper in the UK to watch. Of course. Um, of course. So, you know, some of that. So how did you come about wa- uh, watching Double or Nothing? Did you... Well, I watched it late, and I still haven't watched the entire show. But you still have it on BR, like Bleacher Report Live, just yeah, all of a sudden. That, that's what I watched. That's how I watched it, of course. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I got it on pay-per-view, because, like, I is heard... Is the show free now? I heard they posted it for free. Uh, that would be incredible, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. But I... I did not want to take the chance. I ordered it on traditional ass pay per view for sixty dollars. Wow! And I'm gonna say like I, I've like paying sixty dollars for a wrestling pay per view, and for me to say it to tell you that this was probably one. Of, this might go down as the best North American uh, wrestling event this year so far. And we don't even ha- we we haven't even reached All Out yet, which who knows what that card's gonna be. I mean. We already know what the first card of All Out, which is is going to be on their August show, which is Hangman Page versus Jericho for the title, which what? is a very good-looking belt. And it'll probably be Moxley versus Omega. Yeah. Um, and so, but, yeah, I think Double or Nothing was one of the best pay-per-views, North American pay-per-views, I want to say, in the of the last decade. I thought this card was, I thought every match, well, granted... Some some were a lot longer than it should have been. Like I think the opener was with SCU versus the OWE guys with Shima. I think was well, it was little, only fifteen minutes long, wasn't it? I well, I I I wanted it to be a little bit, like at least ten. No, I know what you mean though, because I <clears throat> I was listening to people. It was a good you know, match. Mentioned that on Twitter, um, how they th- felt some of the shows were long, but I mean the longest match on the show was like what thirty minutes you th- at I most. Th- I think it was the Cody Rhodes match. Yeah, it, which, yeah. You know, um, I mean, as of this record, I mean, this recording today, they released the Meltzer. He released his uh, he released his ratings and Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Uh, five stars. And I don't blame him. I thought that match was a great, great encapsulation of like of what how of how wrestling should be, which is like intense, high emotions while. And that's uh, that's Dustin's first five star match, isn't it? And Cody's uh, did Cody have a. Five star match prior? No, no. I mean, I would be surprised. No, probably four and three quarters somewhere. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I hate to say it, but Cody Rhodes had the best match on the card. <sighs> somebody who was always just thought of Cody Rhodes. And the as, crowd goes wild. As somebody who's always thought of Cody Rhodes as like a seven out of ten wrestler at best, he really, he really did look make himself look like a look like a mega star coming out of this paper. So the longest match on this was the main event actually. It was Jericho versus Omega, 27 minutes. Yeah. Um, but the Cody match was 22 minutes and 30 seconds. They tried that main event the uh, Kenny Omega, he definitely tried, but I I thought it was the chemistry between Jericho and Omega was a little off and especially when they decided not to use weapons, which was which is something Jericho has always 
I would always think of it as a crux for him, considering he can't go at the level that he can't, like, I want to say as far as, like, six years ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I I really like Double or Nothing. Uh, the first match, uh, what do you think of the opening match? The, um, the, the Battle Royale. SC, oh, the Battle, the Battle Royale? Royale. Um, the Battle Royale. The, like, how, like, I'm of how two minds down. of it. I'll say that, like, yeah, Unique I think rules. I, yeah, no, different. That, that's what I actually kind of didn't like yeah. when you enter when when five people enter or four. It was, I think it was five, right? Five, ten, it was twenty-one it people. Made, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Because the thing, one. in my opinion, I think what makes battle royales like or like or Royal Rumble type matches over the top rope kind of stuff is that everybody gets their own spotlight through the entrances, and if you have five people enter yeah. at the same time, it makes them. Seem a little bit less special. They're just like these these side pieces of just this of this certain group, and it just doesn't. It just makes them look especially a when you bit have of a geek, you know. Especially when you have like Jungle Boy in there, Sunny Kiss. I thought Luchas uh, uh, Luchasaurus, um, who has recently signed with All Elite Wrestling. I thought he looked great. He's awesome. I've met him I, a bunch of times. He's really nice too. Really. I don't like his mask. Really, I think he could. And I've seen pictures of him without the mask because he was in a season of Big Brother. And I think really, he awesome. looks like Adam. He looks like a taller Adam Page. And I think, you know, I might have to whip out the Triple H Vince playbook and say, I think they should ditch the mask because, you know, ah, have somebody rip off that. He, looks better. he looks better without it. I think he looks kind of, he looks like a Jim Henson character. He looks <laughs> like a Muppet with that because the, the like the bright, like the bright googly eyes. It's really awesome with a scaly face on it. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm, it's funny because you know when you see him live, he really is just like, "Hello, I am Luchasaurus. How are you today, guys?" Very just like he has a great voice too, and yeah. great like just presence. He really doesn't need the mask. I and agree with that. Almost he almost killed Joey Janela in that one spot. I really like Penelope Ford being the woman who just screams her heart out. Before, oh, just wait till you see her get her in the ring too. But yeah, well, before like before Joey Janela gets like killed in a spot, like I think. Oh yeah, into the, the way the way the way that like the way she sells into a table, right? Yeah, the yeah. way she sells just makes any Janela spot like wherever he gets killed like all the more lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, Adam Page winning I think was was necessary mostly because they couldn't, you know, the Pac match <laughs> couldn't happen, so they might as well just kind of. Yeah, this was a, this was a solution. Yeah, especially and, yeah, the Pac uh, couldn't be there because you know he's unfortunately can't job to anyone. But then it makes you wonder who champion. would be the Joker. Oh, if you know, if if if, if Hangman Adam Page and uh, Pac did come to fruition, like, like, like that's the thing. Like, do you do you want to debut Moxley on the on the freaking? Uh, I mean, it could have been on the pre-show. Like, I think been. on it. No, Moxley ending that show What's was the, the way to go. Um. Yeah, I mean, and then you got you got the uh, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. Hey, it was a fantastic tag match. I really liked that. But I think the one of the uh, the match that I think that should be talked about a lot more was the Joshi tag match with Emi Sakura, um, Hikaru Shida, Aja Kong, and um, Rio Abai. Or yeah, or no, you're talking about the four way match, or no, not the four way match. Okay, sorry. No, but the I thought that match oh, was I really getting, cool. I keep getting Asia. I'm like, did they start calling her Awesome Kong Asia Kong? No, Asia Kong came first. Come on. Okay. Now. Which I think, honestly, an Asia Kong versus Awesome Kong match, I'd be I'd be for that. Kong versus Kong, family member, two A- family Aja members. Aja versus Awesome. Yeah, two family members just going at it finally. Yeah. 
Um, Let's see. Uh, what do you think of what do you think of Sammy Guevara? You know him and his panda head. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian. I thought it was a serviceable match for a pre-show. Um, they knew, like it, it it was at a level where it where it should have been. Like it it was not. They I feel like they had no intention to steal the show, but they did want to make it serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to actually talk about the production standpoint. Actually, Uh-oh. because I th- again this is the this is AEW's first event. Right, you know they they are not WWE. They're not like, and in some ways that's good. In some ways that's bad because I think they're. I just think they're not. Like, they're not used to it. Yeah. You ever like? Do you feel that? Like I kind of felt that way. There are just some like easy mistakes that they did, which are you know somebody who has worked on a live television uh, yeah. prospect before. Like it's not easy at all. No, like there, yeah. especially when because because uh, when when working within like this large studio kind of environment it's easy to miss things and they have to deal with so many cameras going on at the same time right going back and forth i feel like the director like or the directors got kind of got kind of winded of the amount of activity that's going on but i think like because there was like there was numerous shots that just got missed like on impact oh yeah it felt like that in the battle royal yeah when i was watching that for sure um i thought the I thought the title reveal was really was kind of disjointed where you had MJF who I, I'll say it right now. He's the future of this industry. A lot of people were really liking MJF, um, especially that guy in the front row of Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I th- Well, he came off the show looking like one of the biggest heels on the industry right now. But the way that the way that segment was structured, him being beat up by Adam Page and then them and then Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc and um who else was there? Uh, I forget. Um, yeah, a lot of people. Luchasaurus. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. It's been a while. But then, but but it's also nice to see Jungle Boy being a part of that crew. Like he is one of those guys. It was good to you, see Jungle you, Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think that guy, that guy, he's gonna have. He's going to. He's gonna be something, man. Yeah, especially once they reveal their either mid card title or you know light yeah. heavyweight title or something like that. But um, yeah, so you had you had MJF fucking off by you know by the quote unquote faces because Jimmy Havoc. I don't think he's a face. But then and then all of a sudden it just got Bret Hart just revealing the revealing the title. It's like, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! He just whips it. Out, he, Bret Hart whipping it out just all out of nowhere in oh, the middle of the ring. Oh, here's the title belt. You know? Um, yeah, I thought that was that could have been done better, but I really do like the belt. It kind of looks like the IWGP belt a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Um, um, I like the part where it's kind of just sectioned off. Like it, it's th- kind of sectioned off, like through the cr- like through the curves of a belt, mm-hmm. where they kind of it's it's split into three parts of it. But I th- I still think it's kind of cool looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't yeah. Lo- it doesn't look like side place. It looks like it just looks like one piece was just broken in half at two points. It's uh, but it still looked good. Yeah. No, it looked really cool. Um, I really like it. Yeah, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. What more can you say? They're they're two like two of the best tag teams on the planet. So of course they're gonna, you know, do, yep, do very Bucks well. They didn't debut. Bucks didn't did not debut a new move though, which I thought was kind of sus, like kind of weird. Why? Because I don't know. Maybe like they ran out of time and they or they just couldn't find a way to fit it in. They're also you know executive vice vice presidents now, so I guess it's just stuff just did not make it in. Yeah. And yeah, the main event, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Like I said before, I I wasn't too big of a fan of it. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match. It was just a match. Yeah. Um, I think Jericho. 
I don't know how much longer. Like I know he's gonna be he's going to be their first champion, but I hope, like I hope as soon as like the TV deal, like I don't want him to be wrestling for this much. I don't want him to have this gigantic. I mean, he's gonna have this gigantic spotlight, but I am not necessarily looking forward to his matches. Yeah. I look forward to his presence, and I look forward to his character work. It's just come the bell rings. It's just I'm not. I'm just super, just not kind of not into what he's doing. Yeah, and also you know he was allowed to kind of hide anything because like, he he's always a great wrestler. He's been fantastic, one of the best in the world. He's probably he's, the best in the world, greatest of all time. Could he's be among, he's among the conversation of one of the you know one of the all time greats. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but you're right. He is. I mean, in my opinion, I feel like he's just you know he's starting to you know taper off as I as I wanted to say. Yeah. But you know, not die, not a sense of dying. He's still living his best yeah. life. I just um, I I was surprised that he should Jericho go to- won, but I'm also not surprised if you think about it a little bit more. If you're going, because if you're going into going into this TNT show, going into the weekly show, you you know you do need your biggest name to be up front, and the biggest name they do have is indeed Chris Jericho. I mean, you know Kenny Omega first. If Pac was going to go, I'm he's like, not Chris Jericho though. Kenny Omega, yeah, he's like as much as as much as you know. As much of a great performer that he is, I, I think if you want to put, if you want to put Kenny Omega into mainstream status, with what they have now, it's not going to work. You have to give him the Chris Jericho rub on the TV show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because Chris Jericho, I don't even think he's going to be recognition. I mean, I think Kenny Omega's. uh, I think he, I think he knows this that he's better at the chase. Because you know when he got the IWGP belt, it wasn't you know. It wasn't the greatest reign of all time, no, no, but definitely you know not. his especially him at the chase. Okada. Well, yeah, especially at the chase. That's when that's 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 his strength. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Like Pac and Hangman Adam Page. This was when that ma- when that match got canceled. I was ext- I was extremely bummed out and really concerned about this show, and because because pa- like as reported, there were creative dif- differences. Pac did not want could did not want to lose because he well, is dragging. Yeah, he couldn't lose like because actually obligated to not job to anyone as Dragon mm-hmm. Gate champion. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like, and this is where the type. This is the type of problem where, when you really, when you really make this company's mantra of wins and losses mattering, right? There, are, you're really just it's it's a cur- it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing for the audience, but it's also kind of a curse for whatever situation that may end up happening with the talent or. Which hey, which means they got to be smarter about it. They got to like make sure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. They have to really be on top of their shit. And with somebody like a Tony Khan, which I hear nothing but good things about, right? The exact opposite of Vince McMahon. That's exactly the buzzword that's been going around with him. Yeah. Um. From from people who are who are currently working with him, just like a guy who chews gum and does not have a pop filter. We'll get there. Um. But. It's an exciting time, man. All Elite Wrestling is that Double or Nothing really was a show that got me extraordinarily excited about wrestling again. You know, this I think this was the the slow burn of what CM Punk wanted out of wrestling, which is quote unquote make it cool again. But it really it there is a level of excitement that I have that I just have not felt. You know, since Punk winning the title in 2011. Wait, were you already really like, you know what? I'm going to give Raw another chance. I'm going to try it out again. 
And of then course you watch not. Monday Night No, Rash. this was if anything, like stuff like stuff like what's going on in AEW. It just you order an AEW shirt. Like, you know, I might. Th- I'm thinking about it. I'm honestly thinking about it, and yeah. it's. And it's not without fault. It's not perfect. AEW, they still it it is a startup, and with startups, there could be some faults. Like um, one of the one of the disappointing things, and I feel like it's out of their control, is that as much as they kind of trumpet, you know, more inclusive, more diverse, right, um, talent, right. And I know age, and, and I know Awesome Kong. That's I don't know whether or not which what she's doing is long term, but I do really wish there would be more diversity in their talent right now as of right now and it's and it sucks because when you think about it all the all the talents of talent of color yeah um they're signed by WWE <laughs> like you got your like your Cedric Alexanders your Ricochets your Kobe yeah. Kings your your the New Day yeah. like they're all in WWE and WWE had just like they have just sweep wiped the floor like they hell they have fucking Shane Strickland right yeah, to NXT. Uh-huh. Yeah, he signed to NXT right now, and so, so and Stokely Hathaway, he's in NXT right now. Oh, so was it? There's always going to be talent. I just wish they just. I want that to be AEW's. Pro, it, yes, John Gresham. Like I know that dude's under contract with ROH, but I don't know for how long. But like, get that guy. Like, oh, he's awesome. Um. So, but if that if there's one complaint, I would I, I wish for more. I wish for more diversity in their in their main roster. Like I know Nyla Rose is great, first transgender, uh, uh, you know, wrestler. transgender woman wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say that she, you know, she was a world beater in that particular Fatal Four Way match. Um, but but you know, she's still you she's know. still there, and it's a, it's great that she, you yeah. know, she's she's represent she's representing it for the transgender people and um, Sunny Kiss. Uh, I think I, is is thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, from what I've seen from that Tommy Dreamer spot, I uh, thought that was little, pretty funny. I know Jim Cornette had a couple things to say. My God, what, I, what, get on the business with his ass. No, that's what, Jr. What did he say? <laughs> what did Cornette say? I I don't know. I, yeah, heard just, I just heard he was just very. I just heard it was just very very critical. Yeah, and you know, as Luchasaurus said, like. He he he. I, I mean, Luch, no. As a dinosaur, I've dealt with. I have dealt with um people criti- being critical of my of my kind. I've dealt with it for sixty five million years. But when Jim Cornette talks about Sonny, a good friend of mine like Sonny Kiss, hom- transphobia, homophobia, it has no place in this. Which you know, Absolutely. good on Luchasaurus. But, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's. As when there's excitement, I also have to put on my cynical hat on. Like you know, this could also, who knows? This also could be completely undone overnight. Well, this is also their first like big show. I mean, and they and they and they fucking brought it, and because they because I because they had to. There was there's a tremendous amount of pressure for these guys. Absolutely, really, just walk the walk. And I think for every little mistake that they make. I think the average wrestling fan is a little bit more forgiving because mm-hmm. they know it's they're number two. There's a startup. They're going up, and and they and they and Tony Khan and everybody else. Well, I don't want to say everybody else because clearly with that Cody Rhodes entrance, that dude, that dude's, that dude's like in in it for blood. Him attack. Did you watch the entrance? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I've seen the, clip. the the part where he's hammering the throne. What's going on over there? Like that sledgehammer. There is. <laughs> It's again the subtlety of a sledgehammer in that entrance. Like Cody Rhodes is a guy who is he is he wants to directly compete with WWE, but he knows his environment. He, he knows to Tony Khan's philosophy philosophy, which is they don't want to they don't want to directly compete against WWE. 
they want to be the alternative. And I think, and and I think with the amount of buys Double or Nothing got, the the amount of tickets they sold for Fighter Fest, there it's yeah, there's a deep sustainable pretty fast. Uh, fast. It's still, and no, I think they're still selling. Actually, they didn't sell out, but it's. The, <laughs> I it's, thought they opened. Every, no, they're like, they're just opening up new sections but to it, meet and it demand, sells, and it sells out like in. Yeah. Dang, dang. <sighs> but AEW, exciting times ahead. And then Monday night, you know, everyone chanting AEW in the arena at Monday Night Raw. Um, Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. No wrestling. That poor, poor audience. You know what I think it is, honestly, and like people say, like, like, oh, Vince isn't scared. Vince isn't scared, and I agree. No, he, Vince doesn't is not scared. He doesn't care because he doesn't know what he's up against. I think that's what that's what it is. He's I don't want to. I don't want to assume that. Actually, I think he. I or, think, or he thinks that like that the sports entertainment aspect of WWE will always trump. And yeah, in his mind, he's probably like, yeah, go Trump. Um, you know, uh, always trump the competition because it's worked for so long and it worked against WCW. But the thing about WCW is WCW kind of sucked. Like no, it was not it, like it was in direct competition. Like WCW would always just want to have their main mantra. Like Eric Bischoff said it himself, like he, it, it was run voice play. No, it was the, it's it's main mantra was to make sure WWE gets out of, uh, just to make sure WWE gets out of business and by di- directly competing with WWF WWF and I think that's where AEW is trying to just carve out its own identity which you know like I say this as John Moxley freaking closes the show um they don't want they they are very cognizant of the potential errors that might forego. They don't want to be like TNA. They don't want to be like ROH where ROH is going nowhere then. And, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Like, we'll just see how it goes. But yeah. then as of right now, this, this is like, as much as they don't, as much as Tony Khan doesn't want to say it's competition, like it is very much, uh, it's a, ta- <laughs> it, yeah, no, yeah, that's, I didn't, I wanted to avoid saying competition, but it's very, very tangible, number two company yeah definitely and it's just slightly edging it's, it's just sli- it's slightly edging above it too it's definitely already i think in my my opinion risen above ring of honor a thousand percent dude you know um new they're probably nah, they're probably on the same level because new japan's just different you know what i mean like it's because yeah. i feel like aew is a little like in between wwe and new japan because you have a little bit of the, you know wackiness and everything and kind of shorter matches kenny omega they released his they released his theme song by the way on the Double or Nothing because you could barely hear it in Double or Nothing. I I'm not a fan. Oh yeah, I was I was trying to listen to it, but it's not it's not great. Yeah, um, yeah, you were saying, but yeah, I feel like AEW is just like right there in between. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, they're going to be the number two. Hopefully, in one day, you know, number one company in in America. But we'll, so, wait to see. Like it's you really just have to think. And I think this is just perfectly spill over to the the Moxley podcast where it's I think AEW is going to be a place where wrestlers want to want their want to completely flourish their creativity, you know, because I will say this to my dying until my dying days. I mean, who knows? It could change by the time I die. But put this on my gravestone. WWE is where creativity goes to die. Um, you will completely hand hand over fist. You turn you, as soon as you sign that contract, your soul belongs to either Triple H or Vince McMahon. Like they're like Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. You as as your soul as, is as, mine. As Moxley brought it up, he said like they have writers who who write for you. They have 
you know seamstresses who dress for you they yeah. they control every single like aspect thing of aspect wrestling. of what makes you a wrestler you. you are not in control as much as as much as you wrestle the matches as much as you like structure those like the matches like well even the producers they're structuring the matches yeah of course you know yeah, what I mean? of course yeah so they kind of took everything about wrestling that he found you know it was everything yeah it, and um I mean, yeah. Let's just right, get right into it. Talk is Jericho. It's John Moxley. Starring John Mo- starring John Moxley. Starring this Jonathan is Moxley. And what's I think my main takeaway? My okay, one of many takeaways from that podcast was it was a vindication of everybody of what everybody suspected the minute oh, that you had Dean Ambrose cutting those promos. Ugh. You could tell Dean Ambrose was just not into whatever the hell he was saying. He knew it was bad, and he. Flat out, just says it constantly. Like this stuff is utter pure crap. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Uh, he he went he went on to talk about you know him being fed lines every day and then changing at the last minute. And them changing him trying to like change scripts before even Vince sees it, so he can. I'll say the this: one. like as much as uh, as Vince, as much as Vince says that he's a genius, I do think it, it is bar none the most maniacal thing i've like i could ever like like i could have ever heard when he he Vince writes a pooper scooper line but he also writes but uh, he tries to convince dean ambrose to say a line involving a pooper scooper or not even vince some writer and then and then dean ambrose spends all day trying to get that line out of there but what he didn't know was that he got himself into he somehow got himself into saying the Roman cancer line, right? Because he was too busy trying to get rid of the pooper scooper line, just out of like some compromise or like whether he was just not cognizant of it, of it cognizant enough of it. Well, yeah, you know, it's like you're fighting, you know, fighting everything every day with WWE. It yeah. feels like, at least according to him. I mean, if you're willing to fight for it, like some people, of course, there would probably be some people in the company who are just like, "What do you want me to do? You want, okay, since I slipped, you want me to slip again? Cool. Like, you know, I'm afraid to like Titus O'Neil. Like, he's probably like, okay, yeah, that's my gimmick now. Whatever. Yeah. And another another very interesting part is that you should never put noun. You should never suggest anything with nouns in it. Because once that because that noun will define your career, yeah, you know, just like man, like mankind's uh, socko. Like, granted, that's that was a great idea, kind of long in the tooth, but yeah, definitely. You know, that's just that was just their mentality, and uh, yeah, I'm still surprised they haven't come out with like socko socks. I'm sure, I'm one thousand percent sure they have, honestly. God. But you guys out there, if you want to send me some socko socks, that's used. Yeah, no, never mind. Um. But what else was there? What else was there to say about it? Um, there was a really funny part where Renee just, you know, or walks like, in. Yeah, Chris yeah. Jericho, like he hey, just Renee. made, he makes sure, like he just says hi, Renee, so you know, like oh, you know, she was like, fuck this, oh, I'm, I'm out, I'm out of here. Did you say my name, I'm out of here. It's like it's like that. It's like that grandpa. It's like that grandpa Simpson from uh, from uh, grandpa Abe Simpson when from Bart the Simpsons. works the brothel. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and he just Wait, turns does around. Your parents know you're here. Oh, Is yeah. your name Bart? No. Yeah. But it's it was and also the number one comparison everybody like immediately thought up thought up of was the CM Punk podcast. Now, like granted, this was there 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 there's a ton of comparisons, but and, but it's also but it's also like there there are two sides of a coin. Like one's dirty and one's clean. Where right. the way where the way Dean got uh, went about his uh, his departure was about as professional as you possibly can get while still being a little bit disgruntled because about it. What did he say? He says, you know, he's it doesn't matter. He's going to try to change. He'll try to change the script to make it better. 
He's going to do everything. He he's going to make sure that he's the best man. But he said, if yeah. you get fit, if you feed him shit to deliver, he's going to be the best man to do it because you know he he's wanted to make he wanted to do prove his job himself to the best that potential. he was the best person for the job. He, he wanted to be the best person for that job, and even then, he still couldn't save it. But with but with CM Punk, like he he walked out. There was total like, and then there was like just general just ugliness aside, like just. Super ugliness, like lawsuits and everything, you know, concerning right. the doctor and all this other stuff. But <laughs> it's funny. I was listening to post wrestling, and there's like Dean Ambrose, uh, Dean Ambrose, and CM Punk. They both announced their departures the Royal Rumble weekend, and they both have significant others still working in the company. Yeah, as soon as they leave, and Renee's I just, like, "Fuck." I don't. I think Renee is untouchable. I think, and even then, I think in this day and age. Like you see this with the revival, you see this with hell, maybe Sami Zayn uh, someday. Where no, it was even it was even shown, it was even uh, talked about in the Dean podcast where they know, like audiences of today, yeah, they know whether or not somebody's buried or not. They know the subtext of whatever's happening. Like the whole revival itchy cream, like they did not get damaged at all because. It is super transparent of what WWE is. It, the audience is very cognizant of oh. what WWE is trying to do. Oh, so, with that. so you. Go put Uzi hot. It's good shit. No, Uzi um, hot. And so that's just sort of just that thing. Like, that is of it was the, the story that Dean, when Dean, and I keep I keep on switching between Dean, Dean and, and John Moxley. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I have to say Moxley Mox, because that's what he goes Mox, by. The now. Mox man. But then, but when Moxley's Mox talked about how him. Uh, facing EC3 and then him lo- and then like this or was losing EC3 losing EC3 in like two minutes not long after an out like WWE putting out that press release about him being like him not wanting to renew the contract and then him losing immediately baby faces him right and then it 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 worked against EC3 and oh. now EC3 is being actively buried well not even like not even buried like not even being used or just like well, just look being at look at him this last week. Yeah, I don't know if you even watched Raw at all. He's I saw there, the gif you know, where he's, he's just he's just like, "Yep, this is bullshit." Yeah, this is bullshit. No, he tweeted like, "Yeah, no, I I concur. This is how I that's I ditto, man." And you, there was the Starcast panel with Dustin Rhodes where he said there is this culture like, well, him in particular, he is getting up there in age, and. One of just the most disheartening things is not being one uh, in his career. A part one of the dishearten, most disheartening periods of his career is him just not being used, knowing that he's getting up there in age, right? And that there's there's a ton of talented people who are also getting up there with age, like like an Akira Tozawa. Uh, just name any of the people wow, who I are, forgot about two hundred five live. Exactly, like name any of the people who started chasing our truth in that in that backstage segment and them traveling our like. Like traveling on the road just to. Has you know, Cedric even had a match on Raw yet or SmackDown? Yeah, he has. He okay. lost to Cesaro like twice. Okay, good. At least he um, had a match. No, it was Ricochet, wasn't it? Ricochet lost to Cesaro. It's, but it's really this is the Punk Podcast part, like the Moxley interview, Punk Podcast Podcast <laughs> Part Two. I want to know, like, now I'm just sort of interested in like how the locker room somehow feels about it because they he has to be like. You know, he left on amicable terms. I don't think he's probably very, fairly well liked. Everybody, he just, he was just, this was just a guy who was just letting everybody know that, he was letting everybody know that they know. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. At, at least for his sake. He's like, no, you guys got it all right. Vince is crazy. And Vince is old yeah. and out of touch. And you know what I mean? Now they're competing with, you know, four guys who are leading a company who are pretty in touch with the, the younger crowd because they are, in fact, what, in their 30s, 40s, 30s? The Bucks, Omega, and uh, Cody. I wanted him to talk about that Steve Austin interview. Yeah, but you know it's yeah that Steve Austin because I felt like that Steve Austin interview somewhat like it super defined his career because yeah. as this like everybody just had this assumption like oh he's champion he's he's got it he's like he's now he's just coasting he had a career in the Indies killing himself with light tubes and like and uh, staple guns and all this other stuff now he's champion married to Renee Young he's coasting he's lazy he's not. He's just he's not complacent. Playing. He's very, very complacent. Ugh. But then now that what you now what you hear from this podcast, where he just creatively he just did not like anything that was given to him, and he was just not fighting it. And he said he said it like for like he said like for a couple of years, like he was just on autopilot. Like people don't forget this. Dean Ambrose is a major character in WWE, and when you're when one of the more, one of your more major characters, one of your more major superstars, are, is feeling this way. What do you? How do you think somebody like an EC3 feels? How do you think somebody like an Apollo Cruz feels? Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. They yeah. they probably like it over there. They probably well, some like, people like you know like you know take Zack Ryder for instance. Like he, that's his dream is to work in WWE. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like for some of these guys, it is their dream to be in WWE and just say screw it and it's fine. And that's what makes AEW so interesting because yeah. they want to they, and that's what Kenny Omega has always said. He wants to be known as one of the greatest wrestlers to to never have worked for WWE and that's okay. Yeah. Did, like Punk and I also think Punk said it like they want to he want he would want to be part of the change of the perception that WWE should not be the be all end all. Right, right. And with AEW and every, and, and not just AEW everywhere else too. Like I hope with AEW everybody just kind of steps up a bit. Right. And so because when everybody steps up a bit, you know, you got you got a hell of an industry going on. You got a stew. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, more competition, more well, you'd think, you know, Vince would be fine because everyone's talking about oh, I wanted all Vince's needs is competition. And it's like you see Monday night and it's just like double down on the really makes you think, BS. And now it's uh, TNT. There is this report where they we know drama. They're very much leaning towards Wednesday. Which I think would be a perfect day. It would be a perfect day for whatever show they have. I hope it's Dynamite because I mean, Wednesday um, night Dynamite. I mean, they could just call it Dynamite. Wednesday night Dynamite. I mean, night. I mean, as long as night is in the title. Wednesday morning. Um, because when you think about it, wrestling it's at Monday. Is, Monday is going to be Monday Night Raw. Right. Wednesday would be Dynamite, and then Friday would be SmackDown. We got NXT. Too, you know. Oh boy, it's it is going to be. I think because that's what it's going to be in direct competition with now. It's the good wrestling is going to be in competition with, with good, the good wrestling. Yeah. So I mean, but that's the thing is the NXT is everyone's still going to watch NXT. You know that, that people are still going to be okay. Let me watch AEW and then flip over to because NXT you can watch anytime. It's prime time, and so I think if, prime time. No, I think it would actually work if if NXT starts at. Well, we don't know what time a, uh, Dynamite's going to start. You think I? If I were if I were AEW, I'd probably start at nine. Yeah, because you'd have NXT at five, and then right after that, you'd have AEW's show, and I think that would just be fine. Because like, and the, they don't that you could just have that have Wednesday be that night of wrestling. Yeah, it's another three hours of wrestling. <laughs> <clears throat> 
You think it's going to be... Oh, with NXT, you mean. With NXT. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's a lot of wrestling. It's it's exciting, though. I'm really... We have to hire someone here at City Wrestling Radio. Um, We we also need to be cognizant of... Yeah, we'll, our schedule. We'll work all that. Yeah, I don't want to be here Saturday morning as yeah, much as well. I like. As much as I like doing the show, um, who knows? I might just be AEW only, oh, exclusive. The B show on Thursday. Michael maybe? Vergara is all elite. Oh I no, just, man! I have, I have. Just I make should it. Just, I should just, just make, make it. Those. Just make it. Michael Vergara is all elite. Well, you say we were talking about NXT. Let's talk about NXT Takeover a little bit. Yes. Uh, NXT didn't, Takeover. Didn't watch NXT in weeks. I mean, not in weeks. That's not true. What was the last episode I saw? Oh, it's definitely. A, it's been a minute though, because I, you know, I've been you know running around trying to work. Doing yeah, how that. was DragCon? It was fun. I met Darren Young. You know. Yeah. Um, what does he go? Fred Roser. Fred. Yeah, Fred Roser. Okay. A uh, really nice guy. Um, <clears throat> I also met some friends from New York. The Nobody's Watching Wrestling. Um, you know, they they do a wrestling podcast themselves. Nice. Um, a couple of drag did you, queens. Did you touch base? Yeah, we did. We talked a little bit. You know, okay. like you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the near future. You know, and uh, yeah, like and DragCon in general though. You know, fun times, long lines, beautiful ladies all around. Yeah. So what more? Ladies. Can we... Yeah. All yeah. of them, you know, whatever. Or, you know, men, drag. So this was in Los Angeles? Los Angeles. Los Angeles Convention mm-hmm. Center. Right near Staples Center. Right on. And, right on. Uh, yeah, good times, good times. But let's talk a little NXT, though. Okay. Shall we? Let's go through the card, NXT TakeOver 25. Uh, we got five cards or five matches on the card. Five you. card matches. A five card, All of them five is WrestleMania. Twenty-five card NXT show uh, match. Yeah. Anyways, let's go through the first match: Roderick Strong versus Matthew Riddle. Who do you got? Uh, I'm. I mean, this is just. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Matt Riddle myself. I think Matt Riddle's probably going to get the win. Um, you know, but I think it. Roderick Strong's going to be kind of screwed by his partners. On you know on you know. Just by, by messing up. Era? Yeah. They'll try to distract Matt Riddle. Mess just, up. By, just by sheer shenanigans? Exactly. Okay. Um, but that's my pick, Matt Riddle. I, I Honestly, I just don't... I really can't have any... I don't really have any substance to say about like, that yeah. other than the fact that like Matt Riddle has been... Had a really good match with Adam Cole, and he's just being Johnny Gargano's friend for this most Bro. part. And I think it's not... As much as I think Johnny Gargano is... On the top uh, is within the conversation of being the wrestler is of my wrestler of the year so far. I just his reign has been kind of just stagnant a little bit, right? And uh, I I mean honestly I feel like this takeover is also it's going to be great. Like I I sort of feel like this for after for every takeover where it's like "Eh, no, this this takeover is is coming along and not much hype going for it, and then the takeover happens like oh my god one of the greatest things ever. And then after that, we have uh, Tyler Breeze up against Velveteen Dream for now, the this is NXT very interesting. North American uh, yeah. Championship because Tyler Breeze is now an officially he's officially back in NXT. That's great. That's great. <clears throat> so I mean, I think the NXT North American title wasn't perfect for him too when he was in NXT oh, before. God. I just again, I'm going to bring up this Moxley podcast as much as I can. Vel- imagine that environment and imagine a character like Velveteen Dream. Yeah, like I wonder what. Patrick Clark is thinking after listening to Moxley talk about the shit that he's gone through. And I think I, if, if patch and if I think, I think Patrick Clark should think twice for him to think, okay, this didn't work for Moxley, but I'm going to be the one to break ground on this thing. Like, I think, I think, I think that that's all that's, that's going to be a very, very steep hill to climb for, for one Patrick Clark. 
because you know if and I mean look at Tyler Breeze like these are these two Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream two very very much uh, flamboyant characters that could easily be that needs a very intricate way to get over do you agree yeah no definitely like, a very, like it, it, the way to get the way those characters got over through just char- like very good character work knowing who they are knowing their strengths and their weaknesses and for them to like and for and for the experience that John Moxley had in terms of just butting heads with creative and and how and saying how terrible it is i just have zero faith in like you know like the the they're very diametrically opposed yeah you definitely. know Tyler Breeze he went through the main roster barely existed there well, he's the first person to seem to get like relegated back to NXT yeah, and so, and in some ways that is seen as a promotion, like in for the like in his, in the perception. Of, I mean, his pay probably went down, but I mean, we don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, who knows? Like, how often? Freaking remember, Finn Balor made six figures on NXT. Really? Because oh. of his merchant, mostly because of his merchandise. Oh, well, yeah, um, Balor Club, you know. Is he Canadian too? <laughs> you know, Finn, Finn you know, uh, Finn Hart, yeah. Um, yeah, but, so, you know, but then in okay, kayfabe speaking, I thought that that build this got a one week build. Tyler Breeze, he I did not watch NXT this week, but I did, I did like find, I did see the some clips, uh, the some clips of him taking a selfie with Velveteen Dream and then him kicking him and all that stuff. Whoa, should be a great, should be a great match. I hope it'll probably match the show. Yeah, it'll steal it. I, mean, I think uh, I think Velveteen's gonna retain here. You think Velveteen's sure. gonna retain? Yeah, and you think and Tyler Breeze is just gonna get the. Standing ovation. I don't know though. He's, like, he's gonna get the standing ovation where he's just gonna like sell the sell the uh, loss, yeah. and he's gonna just gonna be, and they're they're, they're just gonna you know. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And after that, I think the match I'm kind of like looking forward to is a was it like a four way ladder match or three way ladder match? No, four way. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Birch, uh, Street Profits, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and the Forgotten Sons. Do unto others. Ugh. Such a lame song. I think it's easy. I think you're gonna have to have. I think this is the match where you think where heels have to go over. And I, I, I don't want the Forgotten, but I don't. Want I think the it's. Forgotten I think it's undisputed win. era. I think I want it to be Street Profits. I do too, because they're an overact. They're they're very over baby faces, and they're they're a good team. Yeah. But I just think just for heat's sake, and just for the you know wanting to make their heels look strong, I think I think Forgotten Sons are gonna take this. They could. They definitely yeah. could. And I think Undisputed Era, they're a bit. I don't want. To, you hate to say they're above the title because, like, then what's the point of staying there? In that yeah. promotion, I mean, they, but can, I think they can all get called up. I think. But again, like that's also uh, it, getting called up is a threat now. What if, in my opinion? Yeah. No, definitely. It, I mean, but it's not really their choice. If they get called up, they get called up. And they're mm-hmm. and I am and I'm. I'm not know, wishing. And they're, and they're probably them. more than willing to. Oh. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I can see. You know, like this Monday night. Heyman says Brock's gonna cash in the Monday back. <laughs> but this Monday night, it, apparently Brock's cashing in this Monday night. You know, they or they've cashed in already they for Monday so night. What if the match happens? Lights go down. Undisputed Era beats up. Every, takes out everyone. Is this, what, is this? Takes out Rollins and uh, Brock. Well, well, Brock's already down a little bit. You know, after a stomp. Did he? Did he specific? Did he explicitly say who he he's said, cashing in on? Um, he says, "Mr. Well, he says, Mr. Rollins from my client. Here comes the pain. Okay. That's all he says. He did not say I am cashing in but the, on Seth Rollins. He but says, this tweet itself said, Mr. Rollins, here comes the pain. That's all he said. He could still beat up. So he could take out Seth. 
He could still take out Seth and cash in on Kofi. I'm still, but then look, listen, I'm still not interested in watching like a title change. Like teasing a title change just right does before, nothing. Oh, he's just does win. nothing for me. Like does he's not bring any win. He's going to Saudi Arabia with that title. What and face Baron Corbin? No, and face. Oh, you're right. You're right. It'll be a three way match. <laughs> no, I know. I know that none of the, but also remember shit, Taker's none of this be, fucking shit convinces me to watch. Ta- the, oh, Taker's going to be there thing. too on Monday night. No, it's the, none of this. No. Oh, and, and, even and then there might be some call-ups what? And, and Stephanie and condemns Brock. And, no, I know that. They're, no, what you just said, like the, what you just did that bit that you just did is pretty much every time WWE is like, it's pretty much every pitch for Monday night raw. Like, Oh, we're going to do this. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do this. No, we're going to do this. And it's just so fucking desperate, man. Yeah. It's it, and you could like it's a it's a it's patty paper how transparent it is. No, they're 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 trying. They're desperately trying. What's next? <laughs> What's next? What's the next uh, on the NXT table? Shayna Baszler, Shirai. I think and apparently Shirai has been Yo. openly wanting Yo. want like you said like invite the four horse women. Oh, invite your Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. I don't care. And I think Candice LeRae is going to help out. EO? EO. And I think Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler loses, honestly. And I think EO Shirai is going gonna, is gonna to take the title. And I think Candice LeRae is going to be the next opponent for EO Shirai. I don't know. Hey. Eh. <laughs> I I can't think of anything. Well, okay, right so now. well, Shayna Baszler though, because like, if they want somebody on the main roster, it's going <laughs> to give that you know fill that Ronda Rousey void. Shayna Baszler's perfect. You know what I mean? Void is a very very good word to describe Ronda Rousey yeah. right now. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but no, I think you're right. I think Io, it's time for Io Shirai um, to take that title, even though she's been there for a little bit. I think Io, I think Io Shirai. You think Io Shirai can pull off a a heel turn? I don't know how Maybe. you can justify it. Maybe. I don't know. She's too adorable. Yeah. What happened to Asuka and Kyrie Sane? They're a tag team. <clears throat> no, I know, but what happened to them? Like, I felt like they weren't even on SmackDown. Like, two They're weeks. on SmackDown being b- being the Kabuki Warriors. That's what they're called. Remember that. That was their idea, by the way. No, I know. Well, they want to be the Kabuki Girls. It still makes it, it still makes it bad. Like, I don't give a fuck who thought of it. It's still bad. No, definitely. It's um, bad. But then people would always want to just assume that, oh, no, they're just racist and like Vince McMahon thought of this and blah, blah, blah. But then if, if it's true that they made it up, it's still a shitty name. But yeah. Sorry, I'm just texting somebody dinner plans. Yeah. Um, and our main event. Main event, Johnny Gargano versus <clears throat> Roderick Strong. What? I mean, Adam, Adam Cole. Baby. Bay Bay. Uh, this time for all... <laughs> I remember, there was a joke. I, I again, I hate. I can't. I don't remember who said it, but it's. A, they should just make this a headline: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. This time, it's double or nothing. Oh, um, uh, I mean, I, I, since I said undisputed era winning the last match, I think Adam Cole is going to take this one too. I'm going to say Johnny Gargano retains. Okay, because it I would think, it would be a lackluster title reign if you know he loses. But then, who do you have next for Johnny Gargano? Matt Riddle. Roderick Strong, no. Roderick Strong's going to I think Matt Riddle is going to win his match, and he's going to face the winner of this title. Bro. So, Adam Cole. So, uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, but he, face versus face? 
you can't do a face for it's face NXT. Man. They'll make it work, dude. That kind of match. That's the thing. That kind of match would be on T- uh, not, NXT TV episode. That's not their thing. Is about NXT. They're not bounded by tradition. All right. They'll whatever 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 they have. They'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's weird having a takeover not not piggybacking a pay per view. Yeah, I totally forgot it was this weekend. I was like, oh, there's takeover tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's it's a good card. Um. It's you know just having another. Just considering the fact that you had on, on one Saturday you had a pay per view, you think? No, I don't think they'll ever have a go. You think they'll ever have an event going on at the same time with AEW and WWE? You think that'll ever happen? Yeah, it'll eventually happen. I mean, it depends. Are they going to do pay per views on Saturday think, or but something? But I think, but I think the per, but <coughs> here's the thing: I don't think AEW is willing to do the same show, doing the same show during a WWE. But I think WWE is willing to do a show, <laughs> show at the same time yeah. as AEW. Well, because AEW only wants to have four pay per views a year, right? Yeah, but they could still just be an event. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, they're, like, you hear about, like, WWE having house shows for, like, big, during the day of some indies. Yeah. Like, they just, you know. Or, like, a week before. Yeah. They get over there to try to, like, wear out the audience. Yeah. It's, but it should be a nice takeover. Yeah, WWE, that's good to think. Let's, Let's go after the other company, not focus on our own side of the lawn, you know? Chris Jericho being your first AEW champion. I mean, again, you're you're uh, you're debuting your television show. It's August thirty first. He's gonna. I have no doubt in my mind that's that ch- that title is being defended on the first you know show. Yeah. Um, and it's also in the same same place. It's at the Sears Center. It's in Chicago. When is oh, oh tickets go on sale June thirteenth, fourteenth. Okay, should we go? Let's talk about it later. All right. Probably not, though, because it's Chicago. It's so far. I I was really, you know, I really was willing to go to Double or Nothing, man. Because it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really sad because I. Uh, even had, that you weekend, not, had you not made commitments to DragCon, would you have been willing to go to Double yeah, Nothing? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would have went to Double Nothing. We, we really should have went. Um, but you know, I was like, I was looking, I was looking at Facebook. This everybody on my Facebook page is like flying to Las Vegas. I'm like. Uh, I'm I close. Wish. I'm in Los Angeles, hanging yeah. out with Drag Queens. Next time, dude. AW, here's hoping that it. I do hope. Like I know WWE announced shows for Chase Center. Uh, no. I, they, I mean, I haven't heard any announcements yet. But no, they 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 did say. Like, oh, we're committed to having shows here at the Chase Center. We're probably gonna have a really fucking terrible episode of Raw oh, or SmackDown. Give us money in the bank. Or, and, I don't really um, care anymore. I just hope I hope AEW like you know AEW. You think is the cow palace getting demolished? No, it's not getting demolished. It's looking like it's looking looking like like it might get demolished. Yeah, that sucks. It's like the Georgia Dome. Uh, Yeah, but AEW. I mean, in conjunction, maybe did you say Cody himself loves the cow palace? He does love the cow palace. Maybe he could start something and try to save the cow palace. Cody, fight for the fallen. Yeah, fight for the fallen. Fight for the cow. Fight the clash like, for the cow. Bring back Super Brawl. Ooh, I know WWE owns the name. It's a historical place. I like Super Brawl. Super Brawl. The, the was there. The the pow at the cow. I'm just glad I have my you know 
I'm glad I just had, I've had it, I've had an experience. A couple Jump experience Palace. there, you know, two times. Yeah, APW two time. and uh, APW and A or no, and and and, and, and JPW and JPW. That's the company I used to work. I remember for. I didn't like. I remember like not really being really into the prospect of Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes on the Cow Palace, but like now, like hindsight 2020, I'm glad I got to witness those two those, guys. Those two. Those two. Go at had it. to go go at it at Cow Palace. Cal, Cal Palace. Cal Palace. Uh, AJ Styles. Toxic masculinity. Jesus Christ. Don't get I just started. love saying that in that voice. Sorry. Well, I guess. Um, Who do you think? I'm just. I'm going through head like my mind. Like I like no so listening to the Moxley podcast and then knowing Sasha. Ba- like allegedly. Apparently, Sasha Banks and Vince McMahon had a meeting like last week, like May 23rd saying, hey, it was good. We're good. She's gonna come back in the hey, summer. Hey, Sasha. So who knows? How are you? Uh, but it's I. I'm really just going through like my head the roster WWE and who's really who really wants to go. Who really who's willing to stay and who's willing to go? Yeah. You know, yeah. and come contract seasons for like for a lot of people, and AEW being I think AEW is going to be very very selective. I don't think they're going to take anybody. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, they're not going to take everybody. They're not going to take everybody, but they would. They t- but then you wouldn't turn down a ricochet. I think, or well, you wouldn't turn. I mean, down look a at that. Look at the amount of losses he's had on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if they could sign Ricochet now. His 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 career is ruined. <laughs> Wins and losses matter. Like oh, like you have Tony Khan just reading like his his ca- uh, Six, Ricochet's sorry. cage match uh, statistic. Like yeah, I don't think. Man, that's a thing. I can't even. You can't even do a Tony Khan impersonation. The dude's uh, just so regular. Uh, hi, I'm I'm Tony Khan. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I own AEW, and um, I'm the founder. No, he and uh, yeah, in the Tottenham Spirit. Was it Tottenham? Fulham. F- oh, Fulham. Jacksonville FC. Jaguars, and uh, yeah, yeah. AEW. Yeah, yeah. I I really liked. Uh, no, he sounds like a guy. Hire us if you want Tony Khan. I'm just saying. I mean the con. I mean just hire us if you want the ugly truth. Hire the us. Khan family did. They're on Trump's payroll. I don't, I don't want to know the ugly truth. Yeah. I want to be blinded with green, baby. Con, uh, that con family. They're, uh, I, they're, they're, all I know is that some people claim that they are on Trump's payroll. Allegedly. Or like they, they funded Trump's campaign. Allegedly. But who knows, really? Allegedly. I mean, Tony Khan, he seems like a jam up guy. Like he's somebody that I think, I feel like has, I had, he, he, I think he, I hope he knows what he's doing, and it, and and I think and I have a feeling that he does, but there could also be a situation where he's completely in over his head. He really is like every like re- like pure wrestling fan, like Mark's dream, like to be. Like, and from what I hear, I'm rich. Like he's apparently he's like he's legit. Yeah. Like every like he'll bring he'll talk about ECW pay per views in the late nineties. Well, he had a dream and he'll make it. Yeah. Because nothing dragging down him. Yeah. He's the boss. Yeah. This is, boss. Yeah. I kind of like a show. Like, man, we should just keep on doing B shows like this where we just shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Still need to talk about NXT next week. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here, though. Um, birthday wishes? No? Okay. No. No more of those. I got rid of those a long time ago. Fuck people's birthdays. I don't care anymore. Nobody gave me a birthday. No, you guys did. Thank no, you. No, right. Today is the birth of me not giving a fuck about birthdays. Oh, ooh, hot take. That's a shoot, brother. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, for City Wrestling Radio, for KCSF, I'm Corey Smith. And I'm Michael Vergara. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Buy a t-shirt on brownbutterwrestling.com slash CWR.html. And, uh, yeah, sizes range from extra small to 4XL. Guys, we will see you sometime later. Hold I don't- on, hold on. 
What? Uh, Jose, uh, 36 minutes ago, he said, Can you imagine that I can't wait for Lucha Bros versus Bucks 2? Best buildup of Double or Nothing. Thanks, Jose. <laughs> wow, was that? I was looking at my phone the entire time and I never saw that. That's. I'm sorry, Jose. Um, Jose looks is looking forward to the Lu, uh, Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks too because they got to drop that title somehow, some way. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. I mean, like you would think... Like how long are the Bucks? Are they still gonna be traveling around, like going to AAA shows and everything? They're gonna drop that title sometime. Maybe yeah. in the TNT show. Those titles are not that. Beautiful. Or all out. They're not that good looking. Well, I'm just saying. They're just like they look like well, that. What you, what they look like do? those titles, like the plastic ones you buy. That like at, like <laughs> so at a, a costume. Belt. No, not even like the ones you buy at the costume store. That's just all rubber. What do you? I mean, whatever. Yeah, I'm kidding. They didn't even talk about the Angelico. Uh, Evan Turner versus the best friends match. I thought that was a really good match too. I, I completely went over my head. That's a good match. Best friends. It's gonna be best friends versus uh, that tag team. Pentagon and Dude, brothers. AEW's tag team division is fucking stacked. Well, Daniel Bryan, your buddy, said that the tag team division on SmackDown or on WWE is the best it's ever been. Tag team division. Who? Daniel Bryan said that no, about. You should, you should, no, you say exactly. Just like Rowan. Oh, tag team division who? Exactly. <laughs> oh, Rowan. You, you do love a paycheck, don't you? They all do. No, he's he is creatively just chomping at the bit. Like, <laughs> this sucks, guys. He's in the back like, Vince, Why did you, you make you me really the want me to say that, Vince? <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you're uncomfortable with it, no. It's good shit. It's, it's you. It's so the you. The amount of fucking ver- like, verbiage created now, like... Like you know, everybody's it's like, so like the goddamn and the pal, and I'll I'll do I'll owe you a favor, and then now Dean Ambrose, but John Moxley, he just he just he has gone, he has like added so much more to Vince's like Vinceisms. Yeah, it's good shit. Who's gonna write it's a book? A, it's you. Someone's gonna write this book. No one's gonna write the we book. Should, we should. He's gonna no. He's he's super gonna veto that. Who? Vince McMahon. No. Veto a book which is Vinceisms. You just oh. call it Vinceisms and then just have like a pit. Never mind. I'm not gonna talk about it on air because that's how we're gonna make money, guys. For City Wrestling Radio for KCSF, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. We'll see you sometime next week. Uh, probably Tuesday for the wrestling. Still continuing. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Oh, you're gonna talk about NXT next week.